This is the Wikipedia page for spontaneous human combustion. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Victor Varnado, KSN. And I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. Don't forget to subscribe, everybody. Rachel's supposed to say to that, subscribe. but for some reason, she has an aversion to it. Spontaneous human combustion is when people erupt into flame. I haven't r- read this article ahead of time because I don't want it spoiled for me whether or not it actually happens. I think it does, but I'm not 100% sure. So oh, I can't that's wait. different from what you said a couple days ago when we were talking about doing this episode. And I was like, does that really happen? And you were like, yes. Yes, I, I said I think it does. I do think it does. But I am prepared for this article to tell me that it never happens. But I'm I, not. I'm, I'm, I think it does. I'm dead set on this being the truth. And if I hear anything else, I'm going to explode. Spontaneous human combustion. You skipped the first piece. We don't always read those. But look how funny it is. Spontaneous human combustion. For combustion not involving the human body, see spontaneous combustion. All right, you're right. That was funny. A spontaneous human combustion, SHC, is the pseudoscientific concept of the combustion of a living or recently deceased human body without an apparent external source of ignition. In addition to reported cases, descriptions of the alleged phenomenon appear in literature and both types have been observed to share common characteristics in terms of circumstances and the remains of the victim. Scientific investigations have attempted to analyze reported instances of SHC and have resulted in hypotheses regarding potential causes and mechanisms, including victim behavior and habits, alcohol consumption, and proximity to potential sources of ignition, as well as the behavior of fires that consume melted fats. Natural explanations, as well as unverified natural phenomena, have been proposed to explain reports of SHC. Current scientific consensus is that the purported cases of SHC involve overlooked external sources of ignition. Overview. Spontaneous human combustion refers to the death from a fire originating without an apparent external source of ignition. A belief that the fire starts within the body of the victim. The idea and the term spontaneous human combustion were both first proposed in 1746 by Paul Rowley, a fellow of the Royal Society, in an article published in the Philosophical Transactions concerning the mysterious death of Countess Cornelia Zangari Bondi, writing in the British Medical Journal in 1938, coroner Gavin Thurston describes the phenomenon as having apparently attracted the attention not only of the medical profession, but of the lady 100 years ago. Referring to a fictional account published in 1834 in the Frederick Marriott Cycle. In his 1935 book, A Blaze, Larry E. Arnold, a director of Parascience International, wrote that there had been about 200 cited reports of spontaneous human combustion worldwide over a period of around 300 years. Characteristics The topic received coverage in the British Medical Journal in 1938. 
An article by L.A. Perry cited an 1823 published book, Medical Jurisprudence, which stated that commonalities among recorded cases of spontaneous human combustion included the following characteristics. The recorded cases have these things in common. One, the victims are chronic alcoholics. (laughs) Two, they're usually elderly females. Really? Three, the body has not burned spontaneously, but some lighted substance has come into contact with it. Four, the hands and feet usually fall off. What? Yeah, what? (laughs) Five, the fire has caused very little damage to combustible things in contact with the body. Six, the combustion of the body has left a residue of greasy and fetid ashes. Very offensive in odor. Odor spelled with a U, by the way. Alcoholism is a common theme in early SHC literary references, in part because some Victorian-era physicians and writers believed spontaneous human combustion was the result of alcoholism. I mean, I can understand where they might think that. I myself, once, I had a cigarette. Uh, I don't actually smoke, but I did have a cigarette with my dad, who does smoke, and I burnt my shirt immediately. And I was drunk. There is some credibility here. I'm hearing it. Scientific investigation. An extensive two-year research project involving 30 historical cases of alleged SHC was conducted in 1984 by science investigator Joe Nickel and forensic analyst John F. Fisher. Their lengthy two-part report was published in the Journal of the International Association of Arson Investigators as well as part of a book. Nickel has written frequently on the subject, appeared on television, documentaries, conducted additional research, and lectured at the New York State Academy of Fire Science at Montour Falls, New York, as a guest instructor. He gets around. He sure does. Nickel and Fisher's investigation, which looked at cases in the 18th, 19th, and 20th centuries, showed that the burned bodies were close to plausible sources for the ignition candles, lamps, fireplaces, and so on. Such sources were often omitted from published accounts of these incidents, presumably to deepen the aura of mystery surrounding an apparently spontaneous death. The investigations also found that there was a correlation between alleged SHC deaths and the victim's intoxication or other forms of incapacitation, which could conceivably have caused them to be careless and unable to respond properly to an an accident. Where the destruction of the body was not particularly extensive, a primary source of combustible fuel could plausibly have been the victim's clothing or a covering such as a blanket or comforter. However, where the destruction was extensive, additional fuel sources were involved, such as chair stuffing, floor coverings, the flooring itself, and the like. The investigators described how such materials helped to retain melted fat, which caused more of the body to be burned and destroyed, yielding still more liquefied fat. In a cyclic process known as the wick effect or the candle effect. That is terrifying. Yes, it is. That's a scary, I don't want to burn in my own fat. No, thank you. No, thank you. According to Nickel and Fisher's investigation, nearby objects often remained undamaged because fire tends to burn upward, but burns laterally with some difficulty. 
The fires in question are relatively small, achieving considerable destruction by the wick effect, and relatively nearby objects may not be close enough to catch fire themselves, much as one can closely approach a modest campfire without burning. As with other mysteries, Nickel and Fisher cautioned against single simplistic explanation for all unusual burning deaths, but rather urged investigating on an individual basis. Neurologist Stephen Novella has said that skepticism about spontaneous human combustion is now bleeding over into becoming popular skepticism about spontaneous combustion. A 2002 study by Angie M. Christensen of the University of Tennessee cremated both healthy and osteoporotic samples of human bone and compared the resulting color changes and fragmentation. The study found that osteoporotic bone samples consistently displayed more discoloration and a greater degree of fragmentation than healthy ones. The same study found that when human tissue is burned, the resulting flame produces a small amount of heat, indicating that fire is unlikely to spread from burning tissue. Suggested Explanations The scientific consensus is that incidents which might appear as spontaneous combustion did in fact have an external source of ignition and that spontaneous human combustion without an external ignition source is extremely implausible. They did not say impossible. I just want to point that out. That's true. That's true. Pseudoscientific hypotheses have been presented which attempt to explain how SHC might occur without an external flame source. Benjamin Radford, science writer and deputy editor of the science magazine Skeptical Inquirer, cast doubt on the plausibility of spontaneous human combustion. Quote, If SHC is a real phenomenon and not the result of an elderly or infirm person being too close to a flame source, why doesn't it happen more often? There are five billion people in the world today in 1987, and yet we don't see reports of people bursting into flames while walking down the street, attending football games, or sipping a coffee at a local Starbucks, unquote. Good quote. (laughs) Natural explanations. Almost all postulated cases of SHC involve people with low mobility due to advanced age or obesity along with poor health. Victims show a high likelihood of having died in their sleep or having been unable to move once they had caught fire. That's a new fear of mine. Nice. Cigarettes are often seen as the source of fire, as the improper disposal of smoking materials causes one in every four fire deaths in the United States. Natural causes such as heart attacks may lead to a victim dying subsequently, dropping the cigarette, which, after a period of smoldering, can ignite the victim's clothes. Hey, Wiki listeners. Quit smoking. The wick effect hypothesis suggests that a small external flame source, such as a burning cigarette, chars the clothing of the victim at location, splitting the skin and releasing subcutaneous fat, which is in turn absorbed into the burned clothing acting as a wick. This combustion can continue for as long as the fuel is available. This hypothesis has been successfully tested with pig tissue and is consistent with evidence recovered from cases of human combustion. I'd like to know when they tested that, if they like went to the grocery store and bought pork and like that was their test. I'm fairly certain it wasn't. 
The human body typically has enough stored energy and fat and other chemical stores to fully combust the body. Even lean people have several pounds of fat in their tissues. This fat, once heated by the burning clothing, wicks into the clothing much as candle wax is drawn into a lit candle wick, providing the fuel needed to keep the wick burning. The protein in the body also burns but provides less energy than fat, with the water in the body being the main impediment to combustion. However, slow combustion lasting hours gives the water time to evaporate slowly. In an enclosed area such as a house, this moisture will recondense nearby, possibly on windows. Feet don't typically burn because they often have the least fat. Hands also have little fat but may burn if resting on the abdomen, which provides all the necessary fat for combustion. But didn't we just read a couple minutes ago that the hands and feet typically fall off? I think it was a different report on data. Like whoever did, wrote the other part, because the, the Wikipedia is an amalgam of information. Of course. So mm -hmm. I think that whoever was writing the thing about the hands and feet falling off was also not writing about how juicy and fat they are when they burn. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Wasn't the same person. Scalding can cause burn like injuries, sometimes leading to death without setting fire to clothing, although not applicable in cases where the body is charred and burnt. This has been suggested as a cause in at least one claimed SHC like event. Brian J. Ford has suggested that ketosis, possibly caused by alcoholism or low-carb dieting, produces acetone, which is highly flammable and could therefore lead to apparently spontaneous combustion. SHC can be confused with self-immolation as a form of suicide. In the West, self-immolation accounts for 1% of suicides. While Radford claims in developing countries the figure can be as high as 40%? What? 40%? What? I have a lot of reading to do. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, no. Really? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to look into this. I have so many questions about that. Wow. Okay. Sometimes there are reasonable explanations for the dust, but proponents ignore official autopsies and contradictory evidence in favor of anecdotal accounts and personal testimonies. I definitely think that we have to do self-immolation as, as a Wikipedia page because I'm going. I'm I sure agree. they're going to tell us a few stories that we'll, we'll never ever right forget now. and we'll cry think about. I'm going to cry. You think I'm going to cry? Everybody, it's time for us to take a break. Please listen to this. To support Wikilisten. Hey, thanks for listening to that and supporting Wikilisten. Alternative theories. Larry E. Arnold, in his 1995 book Ablaze, proposed a pseudoscientific new subatomic particle, which he called Pyrotron. Arnold also wrote that the flammability of a human body could be increased by certain circumstances, like increased alcohol in the blood. He further proposed that extreme stress could be the trigger that starts many combustions. This process may use no external oxygen to spread throughout the body, since it may not be an oxidation-reduction reaction. However, no reaction mechanism has been proposed. Researcher Joe Nickel has criticized Arnold's hypothesis as based on selective evidence and argument from ignorance. Wow. <laughs> I was also thinking that argument from ignorance... Like he was just making it up. 
like he was saying, like increased alcohol in the blood makes you more flammable because like in theory, maybe that sounds right. <laughs> but yeah, how did he test that? How did he know? In his 1976 book, Fire from Heaven, UK writer Michael Harrison suggested that SHC is connected to poltergeist activity because he argues the force which activates the poltergeist originates in and is supplied by a human being. With the concluding summary, Harrison writes, SHC, fatal or non-fatal, belongs to the extensive range of poltergeist phenomena. John Abramson suggested that ball lightning could account for spontaneous human combustion. Ball lightning is a rare and unexplained phenomenon described as luminescent spherical objects that vary from pea size to several meters in diameter. Definitely let's add that to the list. <laughs> this circumstantial only, but the charring of human limbs seen in a number of ball lightning cases are very suggestive that this mechanism may also have occurred where people have had limbs combusted, says Abramson. Notable examples. On the 2nd of July, 1951, Mary Reeser, a 67-year-old woman, was found burned to death in her house after her landlady realized that the house's doorknob was unusually warm. The landlady notified the police, and upon entering the home, they found Reeser's remains completely burned into ash, with only one leg remaining. The chair she was sitting in was also destroyed. Reeser took sleeping pills and was also a smoker. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not funny. R.I.P. Mary Reeser. Despite its proliferation in popular culture, the contemporary FBI investigation ruled out the possibility of SHC. A common theory was that she was smoking a cigarette after taking sleeping pills and then fell asleep while still holding the burning cigarette, which could have ignited her gown, ultimately leading to her death. Her daughter-in-law stated, The cigarette dropped to her lap. Her fat was the fuel that kept her burning. The floor was cement and the chair was by itself. There was nothing around her to burn. Can we like, I don't know, go buy a piece of meat that's high in fat and like try to set it on fire? I don't to... understand why you use the term we because you could just do that by yourself. You don't need me to do that. Just <laughs> If you want to go burn meat. Knock yourself out. I just meant as like a wiki listen project. No. No, you serial killer. I am not going to go burn me with you. <laughs> I just want to see if it works. <laughs> okay. Just let me know. You know, let me know. Okay. Margaret Hogan, an 89-year-old widow who lived alone in a house on Prussia Street, Dublin, Ireland, was found burned almost to the point of complete destruction on 28th of March, 1970. Plastic flowers on a table in the center of the room had been reduced to liquid, and a television with a melted screen sat 12 feet from the armchair in which the ashen remains were found. Otherwise, the surroundings were almost untouched. Her two feet and both legs from below the knees were undamaged. A small coal fire had been burning in the grate when a neighbor left the house the previous day. However, no connection between this fire and that in which Mrs. Hogan died could be found. 
An inquest held on the 3rd of April, 1970, recorded death by burning with the cause of the fire listed as unknown. Now you're talking. That sounds more like it. She wasn't like high on pills smoking a cigarette. <laughs> she was just hanging out um, watching TV and then and saw she something that burst obviously into flames. and burst into flames. Henry Thomas. A 73-year-old man was found burned to death in the living room of his council house on the Rossau estate in Eblo Vale, South Wales, in 1980. His entire body was incinerated, leaving only his skull and a portion of each leg below the knee. The feet and legs were still clothed in socks and trousers. Half of the chair in which he had been sitting was also destroyed. Police forensic officers decided that the incineration of Thomas was due to the wick effect. Ah, uh, yes, the wick effect. In December 2010, the death of Michael Faherty, a 76-year-old man in County Galway, Ireland, was recorded as a spontaneous combustion by the coroner. The doctor, Siren McLaughlin, made this statement at the inquiry into the death. This fire was thoroughly investigated and I'm left with the conclusion that this fits into the category of spontaneous human combustion for which there is no adequate explanation. Cultural references. In the novel Redburn by Herman Melville published in 1849, a sailor, Miguel Saveda, is consumed by animal combustion whilst in a drunken stupor on the return voyage from Liverpool to New York. In the novel Bleak House by Charles Dickens, the character Mr. Crook dies of spontaneous combustion at the end of part 10. Dickens researched the details of a number of contemporary accounts of spontaneous human combustion before writing that part of the novel and after receiving criticism from a scientist friend suggesting he was perpetuating a vulgar error, cites some of these cases in part 11 <laughs> and again in the preface to the one volume edition the death of mr crook has been described as the most famous case in literature of spontaneous human combustion in the comic story the glen muchkin railway by william edmundstown a town Published in 1845 in Blackwood's Magazine, one of the railway directors, Sir Pollockfin Trimmerns, is said to have died of spontaneous combustion. In the 1984 mockumentary This Is Spinal Tap about the fictional heavy metal band Spinal Tap, two of the band's former drummers are said to have died in separate onstage spontaneous human combustion incidents. In the episode Confidence and Paranoia of British science fiction series Red Dwarf, a character called the Mayor of Warsaw is said to have spontaneously exploded in the 16th century and briefly appears in a vision by an unconscious Lister, the main protagonist of the series, where he explodes in front of Rimmer, his hologram bunkmate. In the beginning of the 1998 video game Parasite Eve, an entire audience in Carnegie Hall spontaneously combusts, except for Aya Brea, the protagonist of the game. During an opera presentation as the main actress, Melissa Pierce, starts to sing. This phenomenon is mentioned in the episodes Soft Light, Fire, and Trevor of the TV series The X-Files. Citation needed. 
Citation needed. In the eighth episode of the second season of the American Action Police procedural television series NCIS, a case is investigated where the victim at first glance seems to have been killed by spontaneous human combustion. Oh, they just spoiled the ending of that episode. Way to go. I guess so. In episode two of the second season of the TV series Picket Fences, the town's mayor is shown to have been killed by spontaneous combustion. Citation needed. The manga and anime series Fire Force focuses on the main protagonists fighting humans who have this phenomenon citation needed. In the fourth episode of the first season of the English comedic drama series Toast of London, Toast decides to finish his book by having the main character spontaneously combust. When bringing it to his literary agent, the laziness of his ending enrages her to the point of spontaneous combustion in (laughs) front of Toast. Citation needed. But that sounds like a really funny scene. It does. The adult animated series South Park devoted a whole episode titled Spontaneous Combustion to Spontaneous Human Combustion. Citation needed. In Kevin Wilson's short story, Blowing Up on the Spot, from his collection Tunneling in the Center of the Earth, the protagonist's parents die from a double spontaneous human combustion. Citation needed. In the 2020 American black comedy horror film Spontaneous, High school students at Covington High begin to inexplicably explode. Citation needed. I don't know why there's a citation needed. It goes straight to the page where they have a Wikipedia page that has been researched about the movie Spontaneous. And it's saying it's about students exploding. So, I don't know. How many citations do they need? I'm just saying. More. Maybe, more, maybe this more one citations. time a citation is not needed, maybe. Who knows? Well, if there's one thing we know is we are scared as hell of the Wick effect. <laughs> yeah, that is my main takeaway from this. Not yeah. even the fact that I could spontaneously combust, but just that if I do, my fat will keep me burning. This has been the Wikipedia page for Spontaneous Human Combustion. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button. If there's a particular Wikipedia page you'd like us to read, please let us know. 